0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Chapter Chumps. I'm your co-host, Josh. Uh, this is my other co-host, Connor, and that's the real host, Connor. Wow. I like it. Hey, everyone. We just finished watching Lord of the Rings. It's 11 p.m. Uh, the Two Towers, sorry. Um, yeah, movie was long as fuck, and some things happened that were really unexpected, <sighs> seeing as we just finished reading the book. and But we it was long and also enjoyable, and I'm kind of losing my my faculties at the moment. Well,
1: Josh, since you are the host of this episode... No, I'm uh, the co-host. No, since you are the host of this episode, uh, it is your responsibility to sing the theme song.
0: Ba-ba-da-da-da-da-dum. All alright Hey, that, <laughs> that counts. It does count. Thanks that for joining us, everyone. We'll see you next week. All right. That was fun. Okay, now the real one.
2: You could have left that going. It's fine. <laughs> but, but okay.
0: That's where you put the, in the actual, like... That's
1: where I'll do the editing. Yes. And now I'm going to signal to the uh, the real host that it's time to start the show.
2: Is it recording? Oh, okay. Cool. Um, hey, everyone. Welcome to Chapter Chumps. We're your chumps. Here to talk some movies. Uh, what? Today, as ever, we are comprised of the tri-chump for it. Myself, Connor... Um, Connor and Josh Hello And um Yeah so we uh we, we just finished watching The extended edition Of Peter Jackson's The Lord of the Rings The Two Towers And it was a little more Extended than we bargained for
1: It you know um, um, it It's like that Fall Out Boy song I'm gonna, Am buy more than you bargained for, yeah. And then if Peter Jackson was the one that was that was singing that, I'd say, fuck yes,
0: you are. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. I'm going to warn you guys now. Josh, you the know K- that song, right? No. Oh <clears> the- my fucking
1: God, I can't do this again, Retired Connor. I can't the- do it again.
0: I'm going to warn you guys, Return of the King is another half hour longer.
2: Oh, that's a lot. You know, I guess that makes sense because...
1: Connor, I'm sorry guys. I don't I don't want to be like this. I really don't, but you know he's had to have heard that song.
2: Are we going to talk about but this you know, right now? But you know
1: he's right. You know he's had to have heard that song.
0: It's Fallout Boy. Yes. It's not like the Beatles were everywhere.
2: Well, actually, given the time and place that you grew up, Josh, it, it probably it would have been more. Is. It actually would have been more likely for you to have heard "Sugar We're Going Down" rather than. I didn't Tax say Man. I haven't heard it. I said I don't know the song. So you have
0: heard it. I don't know because I don't know what song he just sang.
1: "Sugar We're Going Down" by Fall Out Boy.
0: Am you I think more? I know a song by the title? Uh.
1: Okay. How many anyways, times have I said I know the
0: melody.
2: He, uh, he is singing it for you. You don't recognize the melody? Not the way he's singing it. Am
1: I more
0: There's no than you bargained to bargain for?
1: You? I, th- I oh. don't want to go down this. We're All right. It's 11.20. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty late. It's pretty late. I know. I know. We have a four-hour movie to talk about. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's just it's like, okay. I don't All right. Need, oh, you oh, know.
2: <laughs> so. Oh,
0: the way forms are going crazy.
2: So anyways, Josh. Josh was just saying... <laughs> Return of the King is even longer than the extended edition of yeah, the Two so Towers. we should we, start
0: before 7 p.m. next time.
2: One, yes, we should, and and two, I was saying, it, it makes sense that it's longer because we didn't even finish the Two Towers, really. You're right. Did we? No,
0: we not not the Two Towers based on the book that we just finished reading last week.
1: That's right. a great point. Yeah. Um. I mean, it, it's it's oddly okay, paced. Past- the, the credits finally ended. It's oddly paced in that, you know, it's different than the book. The book was split up into two neatly defined sections, you know, the two books that are comprised, that, 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 uh, Two Towers is comprised of. Um, and, and here they like, they, they really go to great lengths to pace it as if it was like a movie or like a regularly, you know, like evenly paced script or, or story, um, and, you know, I think that makes sense to, to do that when, when you're adapting it to the big screen, but also um, there's some things lost, I think, uh, and, and uh, some well. things don't feel as as um, exciting or, or as pivotal.
2: I, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's funny because the way that this movie is... Uh, is structured it's more of what we thought we were going to get when we started reading the two towers yeah right we expected it to be this like back and forth between the stories and the more and more we read the more and more we realized oh no like this like Connor was saying these are very distinct halves and so then to come back to the movie and to see how they they chose to um you know, restructure the story to, to to maybe fit that, like, more traditional um, film mold, I, I I do think has, like, its pros and cons. and
1: It's a great a podcast.
2: Yeah. You say that every time he brings up pros and cons. I didn't even... I wasn't even, like, fishing for that, but it, it is funny that he meant... Connor's, <laughs> Connor's like, Sorry. a little... This is, like, a... Loopy mode, you know. It's like we are, we are, we are past I, the well, point of I, like you're, stability. You're,
1: you're in my zone now. Yeah. I'm always
2: here. <laughs>
0: you just you guys are with me this time. That yeah. well, little, that little uh, yeah. fake opening that I did. <laughs> uh, I met I. Meant, I I meant to start it off as "Welcome to Chapter Chumps," where the chapters are made up but the chumps don't matter. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. That's I totally forgot that moment. moment. That's a good yeah, one. Con-
2: meanwhile, Connor's over here like that's my secret jump. Yeah, I'm always tired. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's
0: my secret chapters. I'm yeah. always jumped. <laughs> um,
2: you know, I I want to start. I want to start with something that I thought rocked, and I know like this yeah, movie. No, so, Doctor Who we watched right beforehand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, totally. And um, that's
1: th- why we started late, to be fair. We did watch a new episode of Doctor Who,
0: and that was great. And that was after 15 minutes of me fiddling with the TV, because yeah. apparently HDR isn't as easy as it
2: used to be. But so. we'll
1: save that for, for our podcast TARDIS dudes.
2: Yeah, yes. Um was just TARDIS. TARDIS yeah, relatively. It was, we should know, be recording well, that now, because we are tired and relatively drunk. That's, yeah, it's perfect right now, but... Um, well, you are.
0: I'm, yeah. I've been drinking water all night.
2: Yes. Yes. But, um, I mean, you're still, uh, you know, tea... Yeah, at least
1: I think it works as long as Josh and I are tired, but you do have to be drunk. Right, that that was that was
0: the whole deal. This is, I mean, it is almost eleven thirty, but I got I gotta say, watching the
2: movie, literally watching the movie, I felt myself being tired, and now that we're sitting here talking about it, I feel like pretty yeah uh, yeah yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm back to it. I'm ready to discuss. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, so so um, obviously the idea here was a very long film, very uh, uh. huge amount of things to potentially discuss, and I think we already know we're not going to be getting to all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but here's what I want to start with. Um, it was so fucking metal that they start the movie with, like, this establishing shot of the mountains, and then it goes into the... the Heart uh, of the mountain. Yes, yes, into Moria, with Gandalf facing off against the Balrog, and, like... Um... I I don't have any memories of seeing these movies in theaters, but like I can imagine, like I don't know, just like just like imagine, you you know, you watch the fellowship and then like two years later or whatever it is, it's like, you know, you jump back into this into this world and immediately you're you're like thrust back into like, you know, the the most climactic scene of the previous movie and and they show you how it continues.
0: Yeah, I yeah.
2: love the fight between Gandalf and the ball. Like it's such an insane is, way to start a it, movie. It's
1: a killer way to start it. And actually, that you saying that really made me think of how fucking cool. You know, you're just calling it metal. How cool would that be? You know how like you and I used to watch the uh, those like the AMVs. Yes. Or whatever? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with, you know, rock songs. Oh yeah, you'd have like Linkin back. Park blaring. Yeah. Uh, Superman or whatever, like yes. songs like that, yes. you know, like put put one of those songs in the background while Gandalf fights the rock. Yeah. Like, how fucking cool is that? It's a it's a it's a sick ass way to start the movie. Yeah, um, and I think if they, like if if they like used a uh, like an alternative rock song from the time period, I think that would have been cool. But yeah, I think I think uh, for. For, uh, like, the the sake of the series, like, timelessness, uh, it's a good choice that that they didn't do that. But I would have been happy. Right, yeah.
2: (laughs) Uh, We'll we'll see how they handle that with uh, uh, (laughs) Rankin-Bass adaptation. But, but yeah, I I was just, like, immediately, like, for... For as, like, plotting and and long as the film, like, I I think maybe, we will say, ultimately feels as this extended cut... Um, I, I just felt like it 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 uh, had so much power in the beginning and I, I really loved that like that was a change in the structure right it's like that's obviously not how the book opens and I thought it was a really cool decision to um, place that like you know at the forefront at, at the very beginning of the film definitely um, so so yeah um. I don't know. What the fuck? El- I mean, like, there mm-hmm. are a lot of things to, th- yeah, to talk about. it's,
1: you know, right away we were kind of taken aback because uh, other than opening with, with, you know, Gandalf's Last Stand, it also starts with uh, Frodo and all. Sam, yeah. yeah. And, oh, yes, yes. And obviously in the book, we don't reach them until halfway through, um, which was a big talking point for us. You know, we're like, how do you sideline the two Quote unquote main characters for the entire for half of the book, um, and the movie solves that right away by saying there's no fucking way in hell we we can do that. Right? We can't, right. We, we 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 can't let Frodo be unseen for half of the movie for right. two and a half yeah. hours or two, two hours
0: of the of this movie. Yeah, no, it, time. it would be nuts, right? Yeah. Imagine if Helm's Deep
2: happened halfway through the movie. Yeah, or they, or even just a little separate, less than halfway. They, really, yeah, they'd, right?
0: have, they'd be two separate movies. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's wild to think about.
2: Yeah, no, and that that's a great point, Josh, because here Helm's Deep is made to be like the climax of the film, yep. um, of the entire film.
1: And I, I remember that it's as, just like, not as, as,
2: opposed as opposed to just a, a single chapter. You yeah.
1: right. we're, the book. we're saying that when we when we reach that that point in the book, I think you're like, wow, it's so weird how, how it was kind of used as like this big climactic moment in the movie, but it kind of comes off a bit differently in the book.
0: Yes. Yeah, and... In the book, it then goes into the confrontation with Saruman, in, which is in like his bigger, which, which like feels more weighty. I yeah, guess. it yeah. does, and that isn't even in this movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I know that conversation happens, right? Because I've I, rem- I have memories of Saruman on in his tower talking to people, right? Um, so presumably that happens at the beginning of Return of the King, uh, just like the fall of Boromir occurred at the end of Fellowship, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we know that that you know uh, Peter Jackson is not conservative and kind of chopping things up um, to fit this medium and fit his his vision, which I think is you know I I, I think it's bold, but I think it ultimately it, you know is probably for the best. But um, yeah, when you read when you read the book first, uh, it, it is like jarring.
0: Yeah, not a little, only a little. Yeah. Um, crap. There's one change I was just thinking about. At the very beginning. Oh, the movie does a good job at explaining a couple of things that we kept asking ourselves throughout reading the book. Specifically, what are the two towers that the book is, (laughs) that the title of both the book and the movie are referring to? Yeah. And it turns out it is, they explicitly just say it's the tower in Isildur,
2: right? No, that's Uh Isildur... Um, Isengard. Isengard, right? Right. Which, which is Orthanc, I believe. Yes. Guys, I
1: got to be honest with you. None of these names, matter I just—they're all just like different cities to me. Or different. It's, like, it's they're not. It's fine not that you they're, don't
2: like. No, but uh, Josh and I—I I mean, I you screwing them up, and we've been yeah. reading these books for so <laughs> Um
0: But yeah, it's uh, uh, Orthanc in Isildur.
2: Isengard. Isengard. I did it again,
0: <laughs> and uh, Barad Dûr. Uh, which in the movie is the big tower with the eye on it? Yes,
2: right. So, so it's uh, it, like more, more colloquially, uh, Saruman's tower and Sauron's tower, right? The the two evil forces, yeah. And we are
0: ignoring Gondor, which shows up as uh, a tiny little dot in the distance and on a map, and Helm's Deep, which is more of a wall with a, a keep, which is kind of what I expected, because yes. Yeah. I've seen the Battle of Deep depicted in various forms of media over the last ten years, so I knew a bit more what to expect there. And uh, we saw the the Great Hall of Rohan, yeah. uh, which you had been asking about earlier, and it really is just like a big house on a hill. Yeah. Um, although Rohan is shown to be a lot more mountainous than I remember, uh, or expected after reading the book. I was expecting more fields and rolling hills and this was no these were like rocks and right uh like sheer cliffs uh coming out of otherwise grasslands um it actually reminded me a bit of ireland having visited there since uh like a few months ago Mm -hmm. um even though i know it's new zealand (laughs) but uh yeah it's
2: i mean for all we know they they may have uh, had scenes in ireland i don't know if it was exclusively new zealand but but New Zealand is very famous for having Yeah, New film Zealand is there. where
0: a lot of the, the scenes are, I believe. I maybe they did Ireland, but That's where the real hobbits live.
2: It's see, true. You can find See, them yeah.
0: Ireland is more of the Star Wars location now, I think, because of
1: No, so no. <laughs> Ireland is it, 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 that's leprechauns, Josh. So ho- hobbits live in New Zealand, leprechauns live in Ireland. Okay. They're like the same, they're like the same but different.
2: <sighs> I what, think I think they would
1: just, um, they, 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 would Michael, they would take offense, they would take
2: offense to being lumped together like They that.
1: would, no, they, they, they would, they hate each other. They really hate each other. Like, oh my God. Like, don't like I mean, yeah. if, if you're a hobbit, you're not even going to get close to the Blarney Stone.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, like
1: you're not going to,
0: if you're a tourist, you're not
1: going to get close to the Blarney Stone. It's like a two hour line. I mean, if you're a hobbit, you're, they're not going to let you in that line. You know, it's You didn't, you
2: didn't kiss the Blarney Stone? Fuck no. Oh.
0: They D- pee on that, you know that, right? The locals? No, they don't.
2: Come on. Connor, did you kiss <laughs> You kiss, You kissed the party <laughs> <bloody on>. stone? <laughs> Come on, why would they pee on that? Did you, you kiss it? The Taurus kissed oh it. Oh my god, you kissed
1: the bl- He kissed the party stone? <laughs> why, why, why would they pee on <laughs> Why would they pee on
2: it? You know? <laughs> When people put their mouths on it, <laughs> because like you put their mouths on yeah. it. That's
0: why they do it. Yeah. Also, it was literally a two-hour line. We had two hours yeah. off the bus, so
2: now for we decided
0: to see the castle on the grounds.
2: For the record, I did not kiss the Barney Stone. In and that's fact, you don't have the gift of kiss. I like, peed on it. No, so. no, no, no. That, that sounds like
1: something that somebody that kissed the Barney Stone. Okay, would say. all right, it all right. Does. You can
2: you can uh, you know push your little narrative <laughs> as far as you want. You know, you little leprechaun. Um, yeah, there, there are, it feels like more changes in this movie than, than there were in Fellowship.
0: I agree.
2: I feel like when we got done reading, not just pacing, right. When we got done reading Fellowship and we watched the movie, I feel like our takeaway was more like,
0: that was fairly, uh, accurate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously
1: except the very end that, that was kind of like, that stuck in our mind because that was the last thing we saw and that was like a big shock. Like, Oh, that didn't happen in the book.
0: But besides that, I think it was more faithful.
2: Yeah, um, but it turns
0: out it's exactly what happens in yeah, the, yeah, the next sure. chapter. Yeah. But it's just a different. Yeah, we hadn't read that far at mm-hmm. that point. Yes,
2: yeah. Um, and maybe, maybe I mean, like, this will kind of be jumping around, but like, so, so here's here's what I was like thinking about watching the Two Towers because it felt like um the the like main stories that the film. Um, like branches off, bridges off into with um Mary Pippin and the Ents. I'm sorry, and,
0: I just realized you're wearing a wedding ring.
2: I uh, yes. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> this I've, is the first time we've seen each I, other at first. Yeah. No. No. It, in, happened, indeed. So congratulations. This, thank you. Thank you. Yes. This. This is it. Looks um, very good. Thank you. Yeah. No. I. Um, you know. I haven't uh, taken uh, it off.
1: I've seen him twice since uh since since he tied the knot, and I I gotta say. Didn't really even clock it. This, <laughs> looks, this looks normal to me. Yeah, that's you funny. Know? No, yeah, that's I just funny. looked
0: down. It's like, huh? Oh, I wearing a ring. It's it, it's weird because none of us usually wear a ring. have yeah. worn rings before, and yeah, uh, I guess we just finished watching a movie all about I, a goal, a specific. Oh goal yeah. Yeah, yeah, No, no, True. no. I
2: mean, since since we've been reading Lord of the Rings, and I got married, like I think about it all the time when I'm uh, looking at the there are people I, who get the ring, rings yeah.
0: that are just the one. I ring. would
1: caution yeah. you to just. Maybe take a break from it. it. I mean, if you keep on thinking about it all the time, like maybe
0: Connor. it Connor might. It's precious. You can't. I will say exactly. Yeah. I No, I don't. Yeah. Just I
1: don't want you to go
2: down that path. You know? <laughs> no, I. I haven't taken it off since I wow. since I put it on. I'm not. Um...
1: Maybe like wear a necklace, like try it to a chain. No,
2: <laughs> no, no. I, I don't. Um, I don't ever want to remove it.
1: Wow. Okay.
2: Not, not in like a like a gollum way, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, not, right. not, not, not in that Maybe gollum a way. This sounds going Well, and so we, I was gonna I was gonna get to Smeagol, too, and so like Smeagol, Frodo, Sam, and then um, like Aragorn and, and, and the others, and, and the the big fight at Helm's Deep. But it, but like each each of the stories kinds of kind of like starts in the way that it, it starts in the book. But there's like a small twist to each of them.
1: You're you're right, yeah. Each one yeah. of them
2: ends a little differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even. I mean, as I was going through the movie, like you know, it's 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 a little like in and out, and I'm not I'm not like taking notes and stuff like normal, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but I I was thinking like each one of them has like something something that makes it. Um, a bit different, yeah. and, and there are there are a few changes. I I want to start with Smeagol and Gollum because, yep. um, you know obviously they play such a, a big role in the film. Um,
0: yeah, we were maybe ten minutes in. we we were making one of us cracked a joke and, and then Smeagol started talking. Yeah, and we're like, wait a minute, is that like the first time that Gollum has spoken in the movies? Right, like this, are we hearing Gollum for the first time? So we don't recall there being any lines from him specifically in fellowship though he did make a cameo in moria uh and just following them along uh but yeah we we get a lot of Gollum talking in this movie and
1: i i just want to say now um you know i was surprised like i mean i i i I was a a big fan of Gollum and uh sneagle and and in in the book so far in 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 each book but um the performance in this movie really—that was the highlight for me. I think was was the the Gollum performance.
2: Yeah, easily.
1: Um, I thought it was just really, really terrific. And even if um, I like, I, I just think for like, what year did this come out? I don't. Two thousand six, five.
2: Earlier than that. Four. I don't know. Pro, I'm gonna guess. I I think. I think we were saying that um, Fellowship came out in 2001, right? Okay, Which is yeah. what sparked our yeah, pre- or nine post-9-11 nine yeah. discussion. Yeah. So I'm going to say Two Towers came out in 2003,
1: let's okay. see. But, you know, for for that time, obviously, the CGI does look really good. But. 2002. Okay, wow, wow. Okay, that was a, that's a fast turnaround. Um.
2: But, but then again, not to keep interrupting, but it reminds me, you know, the other thing that's notable about the way these, these movies were made is that they were filmed concurrently. Yes. So, yeah, so you don't exactly. have the, the huge yeah. gap. I think they were re- released yearly from, yeah, from one another. That's a great point. Because um, of that. But
1: yeah, just due to the, like the time period for that, for 2002, though like, it looks great. Like, like the, you know. Oh yeah. You know. Smeagol looks looks really great and disturbing in the right ways uh you know viewing it in 2023 um it still looks It doesn't look bad you know
0: but yeah, there's a few like moments where I picked th- up on there's, there's
1: there's certain scenes where just the proportions are off you know like like it like he just doesn't s- sit naturally in the scene like he like well like he's but not... I mean
2: how, how much of that could potentially be chalk, chalked up to Josh's TV like with yeah, no, that, that's, just that's a weird know. point.
1: No, but um, I mean, overall, I think the effects were great. But like, even the the little bits that stuck out a little bit, um, didn't matter because the performance was was yeah. that good. So,
2: yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, it's definitely worth worth like mentioning. You know, not only how good is uh, Andy Circus's performance as Gollum, but like, um, just how impactful, like. The special effect of Gollum, like, was on like the movie industry. Like yeah. this, what mm. it's like. Fuck Jar Jar. This was like the first time that that people were completely captivated and convinced by a fully CGI character. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there is like a before and after the, of this movie. You really feel sure. bad
0: for him when the the uh, Gondor Rangers are just beating the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, you're you're right. I mean, really, like all. Emotion is, like, really, um, well-conveyed.
0: Speaking of which, um... And, and kind of backtrack into what I was saying earlier about how... Uh, this movie kind of clarified a lot of things. One of the, th- the other things I think clarified was... Why Frodo was so... What's the word I'm looking for here? Um... Uh, uh... Amenable mm-hmm. to to, to and Gollum, it, they they really spell out that Frodo sees a bit of himself yes. in in Gollum in Smeagol. Yeah, I can't remember which one. to Keep track. of. No,
1: we we you know we did touch on that. I think we talked about it a little bit, but it is not um, as as obvious in the book. It, it's kind of. I mean, we were questioning it. We were, we're questioning it. it. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's 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 signposted here pretty clearly, and I think it. it it makes sense um emotionally um but uh connor you were talking about like the differences in you know the 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 each plot yeah and and it's it's uh how it kind of veered off into different directions from the book
2: well so where i was going with that and and specifically in regards to smiegel is um So, one of the other things we talked about while we were reading, especially towards the end, was, like, you know, how does Frodo and Sam's uh, relationship with Gollum and and the way that they treat Gollum, like, um, you know, affect Gollum and, and, by extension, I guess, like, the plot and the events of the story. And in the movie, there's also, like, a much clearer showcase, like... Okay, so when, when Smeagol and Gollum have like their conversation, there's that whole chapter that Sam is awake for in the book and no indication that any of the characters hears this in the film. And so in the film, another big change is that um, the resolution to their, to their conversation, Smeagol and Gollum, I mean, is that Smeagol wins. Smeagol says, go away, and yeah. Gollum actually leaves. The film tells you that. It keeps cutting back and forth the one or the other and then it doesn't cut anymore and he's gone. Meanwhile, in the book, the resolution is, oh, we're going to feed them to a giant spider. <laughs> That's when that happens. <laughs> and it's not until
0: after the betrayal that he feels from uh, Frodo leading him into the yes. trap with the men yes. that he does that golem back. Yes.
2: Which makes perfect sense. Yes. yes. It felt like such an elegant Change because it's it's one of those tweaks that that really changes nothing about the story except the way that you perceive it, and
0: that could be a people can have various opinions on how the perception of the story
2: changes it. Well, but but I, I mean, certainly, yeah.
0: But in this instance, this is this is a a great example of it being done right
2: yeah mm. yeah all I mean is oh, like God the left. the the events play out the same, but they they adapt the character moments a little bit more to to I, I think in my mind fill it with a bit more like not just emotion um but like intrigue because it feels like they're a lot more responsible for the things that happen It's not just yeah. like oh, Gollum decided to feed them to a spider beforehand, so it doesn't really matter because he already made that decision. It doesn't matter how they treat Gollum; he already made that decision in the book. Uh-huh. Whereas the the movie pre- presents this as because of Frodo's betrayal, Smeagol decides to do this, or or rather, it it incites Gollum's return, and then this happens. Yep. And in the book, you know, we were—it's like you can make an argument. It's like, yeah, maybe that's what happens but it's it's much, it's left much more open for interpretation in the book, whereas the movie is telling you no, this is what happens.
1: yeah, I, I think it it um, benefits the just based on the medium, you know it it it, it is kind of better to have a kind of clear cut, oh, this is why this happens um, but like i I think it really is just a it's it's a really awesome side effect of of kind of going deep into the psychology of, uh, Goms, um, kind of like in a visceral way. Like you can really feel right. like, and th- this is true in the book, but to, um, a much greater extent in this movie, just, I mean, not only because of the performance, but, but the performance does really drive it home that this is, you know, a character that's really struggling within and, um, I, yeah, I mean, I think I I, I I think that that was the way to tell the story um, because it it, it really uh, drives it home emotionally in a way that the book
2: it couldn't really do. Yeah, and then to to kind of continue that, like saying like oh, so like what's different about the ending of this plot point? What I thought was an interesting change for this section of the movie is in the book. After, uh, you know, Faramir uh, kind of detains the three of them, Frodo, Sam, Gollum, they they are set free. And in the film, they are kept prisoner until this, like, battle breaks out. And then they actually come, like, face-to-face with the winged Nazgul. Yes. yep um, All things that, obviously, don't happen the same way in the book. I, I thought those were some intriguing... Changes as well, and it felt like it's done kind of for the sake of like raising the stakes a bit more. They want to have like kind of the action set piece kind I think of deal. So. But, um, and yeah. you
1: know that that whole change really is intertwined. And I'm I I I might be mistaken, but I do feel like we get more of. Uh, more insight into Beormir and Faramir's oh yeah they family do. life right with yep. the flashback and stuff. Oh, we even get to see their dad. Yeah, with yep. with with Pop Papamir. Aramir. Aramir. Um, he has, he's first, so he has the A. Papamir. Aramir. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get it. But uh, no, yeah. So so and you know, I don't love I don't <laughs> love the, the the this change. I think it's kind of, it's it's cool, but it's I mean. It's more whitewashing of Boromir, which I don't like. Whitewashing of Boromir? I think so. I it it makes him oh he's he's the big brother who's looking out for his baby brother who dad trashes on you know like it's like just no he's a fucking asshole let him be an asshole oh yeah you yeah know yeah what I mean? like he felt
2: kind of like well Thor. I, I'm just like, I, I, I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry to, maybe maybe that's not what you mean but that's not whitewashing is
0: well, that the word
2: you meant to use I think so I think it's whitewashing that, that's what happened
0: to the army I think you can kind of use it. What do, you think white, what do you think whitewashing is?
1: Like, uh, you know, washing over the, the, no. the bad parts.
2: No, 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 that's not how that word is used. That's not what whitewashing means. That's, what, not, that's not how that word is used. What does it mean in your dictionary, though? It means you paint a fence white. Okay. That's a good one. It, it, it means... It... <laughs> <coughs> it. <coughs> I am Okay. It's it's used to denote that, uh, like, roles that, uh, like, would have canonically been played by people of color are instead okay, okay. given to roles of okay, okay, people okay, who okay. are white. Okay,
1: okay, 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 okay. Okay, um, you know, I, I think there is, like, an alternative definition for that. It, it can mean that certainly, that, certainly, That's how it's used. But, you know... That's what
2: people mean some, when they say some,
1: that. Yeah, 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 but some people who, um, it just,
2: like, if Boromir was black in the book. <laughs> if there was, like, black Boromir in the book... <laughs> And then, and then they got Sean Bean to play him. I'd be like, "Yeah, they whitewashed Boromir." But the way that you're saying it, it just doesn't feel like it was. I don't think. I don't think whitewashing is the right word to use. I, okay, saying.
1: I mean, I you know, I guess maybe like like uh, you know, smoothing over his sins or his his
2: character. Okay, you know, I I I I do. Uh, I am not it's, I I get what you're saying. I'm yeah. just saying that's not whitewashing. That's all. I'm okay, saying. sure.
1: I but I, I do kind of feel like the term is maybe maybe incorrectly, but I do think it may it might be used for for that too sometimes. Uh, I I think I've, I've, heard, heard it, I've never heard know, that, but uh, I I I I I have you know I think it's really you've heard a, that. Before? Yeah, okay. I, I have for do- sure. Doesn't matter. We don't for have to. Sure. Get, we don't have to get hung up because I get
2: your point. Yeah. I get what you're like saying about like how it how it like changes like yeah. you know they're they're trying to like kind of. Uh, but make I, you make know, you feel a certain. Way about I do Boromir, agree. Right?
1: If 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 Boromir was black in the movie and he was played by a white guy, that yeah. would that would suck. Yeah, I would. I, I would hate that Right, type, right. And, and
2: the word that you would use to describe that would be whitewashing. Nope, <laughs> I
1: it it would be uh so. yeah. Um, but anyways, um, I I I don't like uh the this you know I guess the 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 continued character rehabilitation. Of Boermere, yeah, that I feel like is at play in this movie, um, more so, um, and it's, uh, you know, he he, he comes across as kind of like a noble big brother, and, right? And, um, how we see, you know, his his Faramir treated by his father really informs the decision, like. Uh, to to be like no you you know Frodo and Sam you can't be you, you know you're coming with me to Gondor I want this this fucking ring that's gonna give me the, the all the the status I never had yes um and you know I think that it, it made me like the character of Faramir less in the movie than in the book right because uh, I liked her in the book
0: um, so that yeah. was kind of
1: that was a bit disappointing
0: yeah in the book he's he's more of like like, polished Boromir. And yeah. And, like, he's the one who can resist the ring. But in this one, he's just like, Dad said I need to bring the ring in, so I'm gonna bring the ring in. He's just like... He's trying to prove himself, but he's doing it the wrong way at first. He's not already just like he is in the book, where he, in the book he's, like, already high quality. Uh, of high quality. Sure, in yeah. The, in, the, in the movie... There's some doubt there for a while, and he's definitely not showing uh, his quality when he's taking them prisoner. But when he lets them go, then you get Sam saying he is of the highest quality. And it seems and, it's, yeah. Un, yeah. it's unearned.
1: It's not. It, it just doesn't yeah, feel like it was earned, earned in the
0: same way. It, and well, th- it's not earned in the book because in the well, book it already exists.
1: Yes, sure, but you know, but also, I mean, it it was tense, you know, and and like in the book, Sam did go to bat for Frodo too. Um, and I feel like they kinda came to a juncture where um, you know, there 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 was some cheekiness that uh Faramir kind of threw you know threw out and, and kind of charmed Sam a little bit and that just wasn't uh apparent in the movie. So
2: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean it was it was kind of a a weird change, and I, I feel like maybe if you're trying to film this, right, like it, it might it might seem odd um, to like introduce the whole like farmier idea, and then be like, oh, okay, like that part's done, and then they're gonna go then now like Frodo, Sam, and Gollum are gonna go back to you know walking around on the mountains and shit, like that's what they were doing before, you know. And so I I wonder if this decision came about as like not wanting to to feel like there's a regression you know, where it's like they start walking around in the mountains and then they meet up with Faramir and then they go back to walking around in the mountains. It's like, because then it feels like Faramir's presence has, like, no impact. Mm-hmm. Like, what's what's the point of Faramir showing up if they just go back to what they were doing? Yeah. Um, and so instead we we get a very, yeah, a very different Faramir um, who, I don't know, I mean, I, I, I do think it's kind of an interesting twist with, you know, um, with wanting to feel like, you know, he, he kind of has this, like, inferiority complex, um, and yeah, he sees the ring as, like, a way to, to prove himself, you know, um, but I, I, guess maybe it does feel just a little more predictable in a way, like, I, I did think that Faramir in the book was really interesting because, um, you know, he. Um, I don't know. I, I still I still think he shows like flaws and imperfections. It's not that he's like some paragon of virtue who, who can just like perfectly resist the ring. Like he does do that, but but I think he does it in a way where um, like he's he's okay with with uh, I guess maybe treating others. Poorly for the greater good, and I think the way that Faramir's flawed in the book is like a little more subtle, but a bit more a bit more true to I think the way that like you know people typically present their flaws, whereas um, yeah, in the movie he's like oh well I just have like daddy problems and yeah. I'm just gonna like <laughs> exactly. bring you pr- I'm gonna take yeah. you prisoner now you know
1: it 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 you know diminishes his character a bit unfortunately yeah um, but you know. It, it, it's it's not even to say that it was that, that that the movie version is bad. Like it wasn't bad. It was, it, you know, it was a fine change. And if it if if it resonates with folks who who have daddy issues, you know,
2: all the better. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. More power <laughs> to you. Yes. Yeah. And and Josh and I were kind of surprised. <clears throat> we even like turned to each other as the movie was going, and we we're like, "Wow, this scene really is in the movie." Like, yeah, the whole. Everything with Faramir, actually. Like, I was...
0: Oh, man, what was the point where I was like, oh, they are bringing in Faramir. Uh, I think it was right after the potatoes bit.
2: Yeah, it with, is. With that, and that's when they see, like, the the men from the south, and right. the Oliphants, and then, yeah, it's when right. they come in and start fighting.
0: I thought they would go with... uh... meeting uh, Faramir first, because that's what happens in the book, but... They encounter the, the army first. Um, you know what I think I picked up on it was? Was when Frodo went off because of the bird sounds he was hearing. It's
2: like, oh, bird sounds in the wilderness at this point. I know what this oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they do, in the book, though, even, they do encounter the, the army first, don't they? I thought they saw the army first, and then that's when um, Faramir shook Oh, like, oh no. no!
0: They see the army entering the black gate. This is the
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. They encounter you're right. This group. You're right. The they're they're cooking after. They're cooking the rabbits, and then Faramir shows up, and then they they're like, oh, like we're patrolling because of the army, and then that's when they fight, right? Is yeah. that it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You're right, Josh. Um, and um, and, it, and it was cool, even that they include the the whole scene with like the one guy who dies from the oliphant, and then right. But Faramir took Sam's whole line. about uh, Who was this person? And yeah. Was he really evil at heart? Yes, mm. um you're you're right that they repurposed that. Um, but again, it's a change that I think works mm-hmm. very well, yeah. I
1: mean, especially with the arc of Ferari's character in the movie, it, it is a moment that humanizes him a little bit, yeah, off the bat, which is a good thing,
2: yeah, there were a lot. I mean, like Peter Jackson continues to retain. A lot of little things, like... The spirit. M- yeah, moments moments that are, like, you know, sometimes stretched out across, you know, pages and pages where you're like, oh, my God, you know, we're complaining about all the description in the books. You know, it might just be, like, a five-second scene. But I-, I was thinking even, um... We even get, like, a little, like, flashback scene of Faramir finding the boat with Boromir in it, you know? Mm, yeah. Um yeah. And I-, I remember, like, that's, a- that's, like, a whole... That's part of that whole conversation that, um... Faramir has when he, he's talking to Frodo um instead that's just like shown to us in in a very brief like snippet it's kind of an aside but it's still included there's a lot of little moments like that that are still like kind of peppered throughout the film where it's like um it might not be given the the same focus you know as as the book can just because yep. it's like a book but uh, but I I do think they go to like great efforts to try to include as much as they can and and that that kind of makes me think about it Josh what you were saying how how even like even even if things have to be changed or given to other characters or it's but it's like those lines are still in it that moment is still in it even if it's attributed to someone else that's all.
0: Yep.
1: <clears throat> what um what let, let's let's jump into because because yeah th- this movie obviously we we mentioned differs from the book where we're jumping between Frodo, Sam, and Faramir and Gollum, uh, to you know Legolas, Gimli, Aragorn, um, eventually yeah, uh, you know Gandalf the White shows up. Um, I mean, eventually,
0: that was like the first twenty minutes of the movie. It was early
1: on, yeah. But uh, so let's talk about maybe maybe that plot line a little yes. bit and yeah, it how it uh, how, how how it differs a bit from from the book, how it stays the same, what, like, what scenes do you think maybe were, were more impactful, what were less impactful? Wow, look at you, uh, um,
2: guiding the flow of this conversation. Thanks, buddy. On topic. Anytime. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm here, you that's know. so... You know me. That's, <laughs> that's, that's like so my role. like you. That's like my
1: role in this podcast.
2: <laughs> that's like what you do, you know? Um, it, immediately, I'll write
1: off the <laughs> bat, I, I say, just a mild disappointment, where I, I don't think the, I mean... Maybe it was even overstated in the book, but like the bromance between Gimli and Legolas is it wasn't really that prevalent here yeah. in 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 the movie. You know, the, uh, they 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 have a few little cute mm-hmm. moments, but you know, it wasn't as strong. They yeah. did ham up
0: Gimli's uh, uh, comedic. They did in yeah. this movie. I, they I felt it a lot more present. True. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially all the short jokes with the uh, like, toss me and him not being able to look over, see over the wall.
2: Yeah. Yes. That, uh, that that was a good one though. I like that.
1: We one. did get a classic Tolkien fat joke, as well. When was that? Did yeah. I miss that? With with the, uh oh, it was saying the, the armor was, oh, was, was too tight, the chainmail. Oh, yeah. Thought, yeah. Uh, Tolkien yeah. would have
0: liked that. That's, that, that's uh, what that's
1: what I meant. Tolkien oh, would have loved that. Fat I, I, joke. Did, I didn't even really catch it. either. <laughs> I was just like,
0: oh, sure. I, yeah, was just laughing, I was laughing at the fact that the chainmail went down to the to the floor oh yeah yeah and then yeah then he complains about it being tight around the
2: chest yeah yeah um you' you're definitely right gimli is is given a bit more of like a comedic relief role but like without without like you know uh being like so one-dimensional like because he, he still has all his his like tough gruff character traits mm-hmm. and um I I like that he still ends, or or was it, does does it that he says, does Legolas say he got 42 and then Gimli says 43? Yes. Right? It is, isn't it? Mm. Whereas in the book, I'm pretty sure it's Gimli who has 42, right? Mm, I don't know. I think I that's what remember. he... I think Gimli's, like, walking... Because, like, Gimli's separated from the group, right? Yep. And then he, like, comes back, like, covered in blood and shit, and he just says, 42! That's his one oh, line. Oh, yeah. Yep. That sounds um, right. But, you know, that kind of makes me think, okay, differences, similarities, whatever. Not to not to go off on a tangent here, but but on this related note, but, uh, you know, one of the one of the differences is in this movie is that Aragorn is split up from the group. Yes doesn't yeah. happen at all in the book and it's before the battle right um what's the point did you make of yeah anything of that like why? I, I don't
1: i mean so for for me <sighs> almost all of the aragorn and like the flashbacks and stuff with arwen is that her name like, that is yep, yes, like they just all seems very needless to me. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it's going to come to some great conclusion well, where you they. Wanted him can...
0: to, you wanted him to hook up with the the blonde girl didn't... No, I didn't, no, I didn't want day. that to happen.
1: But the the sexual chemistry was undeniably there. <laughs> I'm I'm just stating what I saw with my own two eyes. Okay. Yep. They, I
0: mean, yep. you can I mean, come on. She wanted it bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's I can't remember her name. It's Theo.
2: Uh no no she she's um A O M. Awen? yeah, oh,
0: kind of th like, close. Kind of close. No, no, no. She's close to the
2: sweetheart. She's she's Eowyn. Her brother's Aomir.
1: Okay, so and he's the one they're all damaged. fucking. They're yes. all fucking cousins, right. aren't they? Well, With they're they're all names. They're all just like. Do you mean do you, you mean, do you, you mean do you mean
2: like they're all like oh like like derogatory or like they are fucking like they are
1: oh uh, no 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 like they are fucking each other.
2: That's what you and mean. And they're also cousins. <laughs> that, that's yeah. what you mean. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: Um, anyways. Uh, but,
2: yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't tell on the podcast, but Josh is facepalming hard. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I... I, uh, I don't, like... Know how, how necessary it was. But there was... I mean... It's, it's just funny because, like, yeah, she's, like, really pining after him and he's just, like, dreaming of this other chick, <laughs> you yeah. know, the entire Literally time. Literally dreaming. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. It's it's cool to get some romance in there for modern audiences, I guess, but yeah. it's, like, it not yeah. I don't know, it didn't do much for me.
0: It it didn't feel much like a romance. It felt very one-sided and that's, I don't know, a little painful. Yeah. watch.
2: It's like
1: it's like come on girl, just drop it. He doesn't want you. He's yeah. not he's not that into you. He's also free age. <laughs> yeah, well I mean historically girls girls age. love older men like it's you know, true. Bella from Twilight, it's like true. that's a huge age gap. Rose and the Doctor, huge it's age gap. It's true. It's um, true. Problematic, yes, but historically
2: Right. It's 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 just uh
1: There's you know, a thing. What it the is. Doctor yeah, and that's, Everyone in the Doctor. I mean, yeah. yeah, you know. Except I think, for you know, River River is up there at the end, I think, but it's still it's still a big gap. It's
2: yeah, not, um... Not centuries, but yeah. I mean, so so here we are, like, you know, we're going into the last book, and it feels like the way the movie... Like, I I get the feeling, without really knowing this, like, completely, or for sure, but like... I think that the relationship between Aragorn and Arwen is going to become more important. For sure, I so because
0: um, I have no idea what the fuck's going right, on. Right, but
2: but if you're only a book reader, like y- y- that's not going to come across. Tolkien doesn't put any work into that. Yeah, and so I think this is an attempt for Peter Jackson to try and like smooth that transition and make it feel more net. Like for us as book readers this feels like extra fluff where it's like you're just padding out your movie yeah. for something that wasn't watch in the it, book who cares watch it
0: be two pages at the very end I, yeah i of, mean I, of return of the king
2: it's it's probably you know going to be clunky because you know if, if it wasn't then peter jackson would probably just shoot it as is and yet he makes a decision to to change that and and it is you know probably because it's it's it, it may not be handled as well in the books well, so I, I think I, he's trying to make more of a setup for something.
1: I I think that's that's totally uh, possible and probably part of it. But I, I I do you know I'm not even really joking about the whole modern sensibilities thing. Like you know, especially during this time period, like big big blockbuster movies, no matter what it was, like they they, they do need like a romantic angle. Like that's a that's true. I think like studio execs like really still hold that belief to this day yeah. whether it's true or or not like that like so I I I don't know how much of a choice he might have even had you know like that's a good point it's like you need a romantic angle for these hot actors to kiss each other <laughs> people love that shit yeah. you know that that sells tickets but it's also
0: 2001 so no you can't do Sam and Frodo no
2: yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah I know right it's like yeah, it's like right. the
1: obvious choice you can't do it
2: they're just gonna look at each other yeah. longingly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right exactly in yeah. the wilderness. That's, uh, on the mountain. <laughs> both both of those points are true, where, yeah, it, it, it could also be a bit of studio meddling. And, um, yeah, you know, is the love story not really Frodo and Sam's to have? Um, I mean, be, because, like, talking about, like, what's in the text, I mean, like, that, as book readers, that's what we got out of it. None of this fucking how, Arwen and Aragorn shit. How, so. how different yep. would this movie be if it was made after Brokeback Mountain? Not very, because people really <laughs> people were not prepared or ready for Brokeback Now and no one that's accepted a good point. That. that's true. Uh, that's true. No one accepted that with, with much uh grace <laughs> <laughs> or or uh, openness.
1: Yeah.
2: So um I, I'm not even you know, I, I don't s- still still wouldn't be accepted uh, very well today. Be really fascinating to see I mean like eventually in our lifetimes, potentially much sooner than any of us might might uh, realize, they are going to remake Lord of the Rings, mm. and um, yeah, it'd be a, an interesting portrayal if they if they really chose to lean into that interpretation. Yeah, um, we don't have to get into that discussion because that's not really what we're talking about. But but just that's, a lot of people would get it's up so butt hurt.
0: Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. about something. It, if it was even more, it, it is five percent more accurate to the text that we've read so far. Yeah, get so buttered. That's
1: true. Like there, there wouldn't even have to be much like added, like extraneous, um, you know, bits added. If 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 it was just more, you know, faithful to the text. Right. Like, well, it's I mean, there, a it's are weird
0: saying More faithful to the text because it is still very faithful to the text. Yes, that yes it, is, is. it is. Yeah
2: but but i mean like what like connor's saying it's like people already make derogatory gay jokes about frodo and sam just based off of these movies imagine if peter jackson filmed the frodo and sam scenes exactly as they were told in the books yeah people would think it was more gay they would yeah <laughs> absolutely
1: yeah yeah it's 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 a pretty silly thing but that
2: that's absolutely true so what the fuck were we talking about? It wasn't that. No, I think <laughs> I we, 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 we were talking about... We were, oh,
1: Aragorn got thrown off a fucking cliff yeah, and oh, separated yeah. oh, from wow, the group. Oh, wow, that's far back.
2: Wow, yeah. okay. And, uh yeah, and it was kind of like, who cares? And, yeah, like, that. That it goes more into the, the Arwen, was, Aragorn.
0: magic pendant. That is the only thing about those two that has ever been mentioned in the book so far. Because yeah. Galadriel said that you couldn't give him anything because he already had it.
2: Right. I do kind of vaguely remember that. Thank you, Josh.
1: Part of me thinks that like th- there's not even going to be a resolution to that in the book at all. Like that that it was just built from that little bit in the first book. Maybe entirely. But we'll see. There might also, there will maybe
0: Also Galadriel's in this movie.
2: She, briefly, yes.
0: talking She's... to uh what's his name in Rivendell?
2: Um Elrond. Elrond. Yeah.
0: Even though they're in two different spots.
2: Yeah, elf they're magic, having like elf yeah, telepathic. She's ha- she's doing like the the like
0: Elphakinesis I'm prophesizing the current events. Or or like far seeing prophesizing the current events and yeah. telling you, Elrond, who is halfway across the world.
2: Or or it may have even been Elrond like Prophet remembering like like maybe they had a conversation in the past. I don't even remember how it is. I don't
0: know how they could have Talked about it because part of the con- part of what she's saying is, um, uh, uh, the ring bearer's heart has realized what this journey means, mm. and they those two have definitely not spoken, uh, since the council. Yeah. Because I think I think in the book, uh, lot. When they reach and they're like, "Oh, hello! We didn't know you were on your way, but you're welcome because you came from Elrond."
2: Yes, yeah, it is that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool that they that they have her. Um, yeah, I, I'm not really sure where that's gonna go, but but it is interesting that they talk about it. Um, and then I guess also like let's talk a bit about Helm's Deep itself. Another interesting change is that um, instead of in the book, where um, Theoden tells <clears throat> Eowyn, like, "Hey, you're gonna stay behind and and protect everyone and like bring them to these like uh, I think to the to the caves or like some some like other far off place." Well, it turns out the place of sanctuary is Helm's Deep. And so, in the book, Theoden is, like, immediately rallied by Gandalf to, like, go take the fight to Saruman, and, uh, well, let me finish. Yeah, yeah. So, so, he's, in the book, he's immediately, like, yes, let's go fucking kill Saruman, let's do it. Um, and so, they, like, they go ride their force out to, to him. And yet, uh, here, the, the way that I understood it, what I believe to be different is that um, everybody is is brought to Helm's Deep because Theoden does not want to fight Saruman. He wants to, like, bring everyone to, like, what is kind of this, like, you know, bunker or, like, historical place of safety for his people. And yet, Saruman expects him to do that and so, like, brings the fight to him there at Helm's Deep. That's what I thought was different, but you kind of maybe felt like you had a different interpretation of that. I was going to talk
0: about the location of the caves. Um... I think they in the book they are kind of insinuated to be nearby Helms Deep because Gimli ends up there
2: sometime yes. during the battle. Um, that's true, but it just felt like in the movie, like every like all the civilians and everyone is like in, like literally in Helms Deep, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And then they have to be like moved further away, and I felt like they kind of the chose yeah. to. Put those two things together to make the fight feel like more lethal, you know, more dangerous. Yeah, it's stakes. like, oh, we have to protect the civilians, and it's like, why did you bring them here to where I the know, battle you is? Didn't have to
1: do that in the first place because yeah. everyone else
2: is getting burned by the wild men. Yeah,
0: who did not show up in the battle. Yeah, it was all orcs or urukai.
2: Or yes, I mean it's true. Um, and then, of course, the battle itself. You know, we're, we're watching the extended edition. I'm sure it's even a little more prolonged than it, it is in the, the theatrical <laughs> cut. But it, it was a long fight, right, guys? I mean, um, yep. how did you feel about it?
0: I enjoyed it. A lot of uh, really made me feel like War is Hell kind of vibes. Yeah. Especially when it shows all the little kids. Yeah, they, of ar- they, the take of arms.
1: they really went hard on zooming in on those kids' faces, and it made you really feel... <clears throat> very sad about uh, yeah. their fate. Um so that was pretty effective. Um yeah, I mean, I thought it was all, all well executed. Uh, you know, I, I loved how tense the initial standoff was with, you know, like the lone
0: arrow firing and starting mm-hmm. things. Like that was yep. that was cool. Um We didn't get Aragorn short shouting down having a shouting match with the Orcs. Nope. That, that would have been fun.
1: Yeah, and, and his, you know, he, he's he got a great inspirational speech, which kind of is cut down a bit in the movie, I think. Yeah. Or sidelined a little bit. That was, it's you know, the the hopeful message he he kind of uh, brings across is still there, but it's not the same.
0: We also get that company of elf archers that just show up right before the battle for some reason, and then they all fucking die. Right. <laughs> so it's like an excuse to throw in a, little, a few more archers into the battle, I think.
2: Yeah, and I think even, like, to have... I think kind of to... I thought, it, like, to have more people die in the fight from the good side, because otherwise it doesn't feel as, um, like, hard-fought or, or you know... Um, uh, I don't know, just, uh, like... like there, there's, there's less element of danger, and so I kind of felt like they introduced these characters... You know, kind of just to get like just to kill them. Yeah, just to kill them. Yeah. Sort of a sort of a red shirt situation there. You know.
0: The the elf captain who showed up looked so familiar, but I could not place. The he was place. wearing
1: red too, I think.
2: Maybe. <laughs> I, I believe his name is Halldeer. Um, yeah, but he, he he looked like Legolas, which isn't that surprising. Um... Trying to say all elves look the same? No, they're both from so, really the same region. <laughs> you, you elf washing over there, <laughs> <laughs> That's not what that means. Yeah, he looked
0: like he could have been Legolas's like brother.
2: Yeah, but he Pegalus. also looked like <laughs> what? So, it said, I said Pigolos. Leggo <laughs> Yeah,
0: but uh, I don't know. Was something about the I don't know who the actor is, but it's like maybe it was Lucius Malfoy.
1: No, it wasn't him. No, but yeah, but very similar hair.
2: Yeah, that, they'll they'll both both they'll characters jerk, yeah. have very yeah. similar hair. I don't know.
1: It it was
0: ringing a lot of like Actually, this familiar bells. It
1: could have been Lucius Malfoy's other son, L- Laco,
2: Laco L- Laco-less. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I don't know. What do you want me to? What do you want me to do with that? Give me some props. I don't have any. Give me some props. I don't, I don't have anything for you. This is strictly. What do yeah. I look like, carrot top? What do you mean, give you some props? Yeah, yeah you're a great this prop comedian. This strictly me. from a hat. Well, <laughs> podcast. Yeah, um, the 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 elf thing. I thought I I don't know. I didn't really get that. It, it felt you know it was just another way to like inflate the fight a bit. I think. Yeah. Um, in a way that didn't didn't really amount to much or, or matter. I don't know. It's I, another
1: one of those things where where like um, Aragorn is so pained when the guy dies, when the main guy dies, and it's yeah. like I don't know who that is, dude. Like, <laughs> like it's sad that that Aragorn's so atta- like so heartbroken, but yeah. like, I don't know who that is. Right. It sucks. He's another good guy. Okay. It sucks. Yeah. Yep.
2: But I I feel I feel like that's kind of what Lord of the Rings you know, expects a little bit. And that's, you know, even, even in the book, like there's moments like that where it's like, oh yeah, you know, the, you know, in Helm's Deep, they're like, well, the battle was really tough and like a lot of people died and we had to like burn their bodies. And, you know, I think we did like have a a brief conversation where it's like, you know, yeah, like that's, it's, it's good that they include those things in terms of showing that like, it's, it's not just some like easy victory, but, you know, you can't just, like, attribute all the losses to non-existent characters. Yeah. And then, you know, expect the audience to, like, feel that sense of loss. Mm, um, absolutely. Because, like I mean, like you're saying, like, there is no investment on the characters. Like, that's, that's generally... That's generally how stories get you to, like, feel things. Um, yeah. And it, they, they don't always pull that off. No, they don't.
1: And, like, part of me thinks, like, you know, I think we've mentioned this before, but it, it you know, especially in the uh, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, like, there is a big um, part of it where it's like, oh, the like, this is, like, from this family's line. Like, they're yeah, late, right. this family's related to this family and stuff. And then, so, I do think you're kind of expected to, like like, be sad, because, like, oh, a guy from, who's, like, tangentially related to Legolas died, you know, like, uh, so I think that, that's kind of maybe a holdover from, from that kind of idea, which is, you know, big and, older storytelling, um, but doesn't really translate that well, um, to modern day. Yeah. Actually,
0: the only two, like, new characters that I kind of cared about were those two kids who show up in the beginning of the movie. When, uh, their village gets, uh, raised by the, the wild men.
2: Right. I mean, they're the ones who you were just referencing, who, like, the war's hell kids who got the weapons.
0: Well, not, no, because they, they, they reunite with their mother at Helm's Deep, finally.
2: And they are <sighs> then get those are the kids, Josh.
0: No, because one of them's a, I, I did not see that, that kid again, the, the older brother who, like, fell off the horse.
2: No, I'm pretty sure they stick a helmet on him and give him an axe. We don't see him again. Are you sure? At the end of the movie, like, okay. I'm not saying at the I, end of the movie. I'm saying, like, during the Helms Deep, like, when people were getting ready f- to fight, you made a specific reference to, like, kids being given weapons. No, yeah,
0: but I don't that think... That kid I don't is the kid
2: you're talking about.
0: I I was <laughs> looking, and I don't think it was.
2: Good I thought him, it was. His cousin. <laughs> right. So You're we, supposed to care because he's potentially related yeah. to him. You
0: did see a kid dragged away from his mother. I thought, oh, is this the kid from the beginning of the movie? But the sister wasn't there. So well, not next,
2: next to him when he's given an axe, no.
0: No, I'm talking about when they were... I think the, the kid who was given a helmet and an axe was the one <clears> pulled away from his mother in the scene where they're getting everyone into the caves. And the sister wasn't there when that happened, so I'm led to believe that isn't the same kid.
2: Who knows? Well, I, I can't say I'm positive, but I I took those to be related.
0: Either way, we don't see that kid at the end of the movie, so he presumably dies, or is just not in the is just not in the scenes, which is a little concerning.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Again, war is hell.
1: Um, what do we think? And this is a little bit of a a <coughs> of, of jumping tracks here, if that's Uh-oh. okay with you guys. But... It is. Um, I was, I was, Gandalf the White, the return of Gandalf. Um, how do you feel about that scene and his performance afterwards? He doesn't have, like, a super huge role in this movie. I
0: feel like it was a little washed out, but it maybe it's my TV, I'm not sure. Well,
1: oh, no, I mean, I, th- I think that's part of it, but, uh, but I, I kind of immediately noticed the difference in how he plays Gandalf. Like, he's, like, very much, like... I feel like he's more locked in now as as this mm-hmm. greater power, you know. I feel like he like uh, Ian McCallan really understood the assignment, like Yeah. He seems more refined and more A L- little more stoic Stoic. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I really thought he did a good job at, at um branching that divide. That, that
0: yeah, I think did
2: you're right.
0: His, did he change his demeanor a bit when he dressed himself back up as gray, getting Off the Grey when they went to Rohan? Maybe because it felt like as soon as the cape the the cloak was off and he revealed himself to the king that it fell back into what you're describing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I think that could be true. It makes me excited for um, for his confrontation with Saruman. Right. Actually, hopefully with that we
0: get next hopefully movie. we get next movie because yeah. we didn't get it this one and uh, hopefully we we'll remember because we're gonna read a whole fucking book. I know. And it's gonna probably be like March or April before we get to. That's fine. The next movie.
2: We'll we'll be fine. Yeah, I,
0: don't, I mean, we could get there before then. We'll see. We we'll lost. We watched the last one in the middle of August. We'll be fine. Next next don't is. worry
2: about it. That's that doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I did like um, Ian McKellen's Gandalf the White performance, and I, I do think you're right. Like he's he's not as jolly, and like in Fellowship when Gandalf the Gray, you know, especially when he first comes to the Shire, you know. The, the conflict hasn't started yet, and you get a lot of moments where, like, you you get to kind of see him like at ease, and you know, be, yeah, um, be uh, yeah, just just a bit more uh, like whimsical with with uh, his portrayal. And here, of course, like the shit has fully hit the fan, and um, yeah, like uh, he he really needs to, um, you know, make sure that that the characters are are taking action exactly when they need to be in order to, yeah. uh, you know, make sure that not everybody in the world dies. <laughs> so, um, I, I did like that and I, I, I didn't really think about that, but I think you're right, Connor. Just, just that, um, yeah, there, there's definitely a, a kind of a graver tone to the, to the way that they play For it. sure. And I like that. And I, and I like that they keep a lot of the same moments that we liked about that from the book too. Even like the, that line where, um, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, Gandalf the Grey, that's what they called me, or, like, they used to call me the Grey Pilgrim, or whatever he says. Yeah,
0: that's Gandalf the Grey, that's what they used to call me. Yeah,
2: you know, he he even still has that line of, like, kind of like... I am Saruman. Regaining himself. Yeah. Yep. Um, Which I thought was a very interesting part of his journey in the Two Towers. Um, Yeah, we don't get a full-on conclusion to that, because we don't get to see the whole Saruman events unfold. Um, But... Going back to that like third main pillar, we, we talked about um, Frodo, Sam, Gollum. We talked about um, uh, Aragorn, Gandalf, Helm's Deep. Mm-hmm. The last main part is Merry, Pippin, and the Ents. Yep. yep. Um, which kind of ties into the whole Saruman um, plot. And um, kind of working backwards again, it's like, okay, what what ended up being different about it
1: this this was I mean I, I feel like in in each area in in, in each plot um, the differences are th- there you know there's nothing to sniff at you know they they're pretty sizable differences. But this one, you know, I feel like maybe was the biggest in my mind, I guess. No, I mean, maybe not, but, but it was like, I don't know how I
0: feel about, the about it. The ending of this plot yes. line was different, the most That's different.
1: Exactly what I'm talking Except
0: about. Except for, well, I guess Frodo, Sam, and uh, Gollum, and us, uh, Gilead, with yeah. the Rangers. But, um, Mary and Pippin, their, their whole journey up to about when they meet, Uh, Treebeard is pretty much identical to the book. Yeah. But it's when they reach the Entmoot that things really change. First off, the Entmoot only takes a night. Um, It still takes a while to do stuff. Like They're like, oh, we've just finished saying hello. It's night. And we have decided that you are not (laughs) works.
1: And, you know, uh, like that... But I think then, that that like really benefited greatly by by the you know the pacing of the movie because you really with with, with so much action happening in these other subplots like yeah. constantly and then you cut back to uh, Mary Pippin at the end so like nothing's changed like right. you know yep. like you can really feel that like it's so like they're just going so slow they're
0: just like deliberating <laughs> for forever and like how frustrating that is <clears throat> but then the biggest yeah. change happens when at the end, of the day, they decide that they aren't going to interfere, that this isn't their war. And the change, the big change is that Mary yes. is the one who starts telling them that they need to fight. And he's well, the one who's going to fight. Well, that's they,
1: even before they make their decision. He's, right. He was piping up, like, really being vocal about it, which I don't think he does right. in the book. No. Because yeah. they, 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 they fuck off. Yeah. yeah they fuck yeah, off. Yeah, with they, they just chill around.
0: Yeah. Um,. And then it has it comes down to Treebeard is just escorting them back out of the forest, and Merry tricks him into heading back south to Isengard. He sees to, the devastation, so that he'll see the devastation. And then the march of the Ents becomes less of a grim decision to un to write uh, 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 years of wrongs into a a quick flash in the pan, like, moment of revenge. Yeah. And rage for something that has happened in the span of the movie.
1: Yeah, I, sure. I I think you're absolutely right. It it does take away a bit of the impact of um just how powerful the Ents rage is and uh, also like the like it, it takes away the scope of their knowledge. Like like they they they're they're meant to ha- like have known that you know, the forests were being cleared. Being cleared, yeah, and and like that, like th- like their way of life has been in danger for a while, like so. Um, I, I I I do kind of feel like it lessens their 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 personal stories um, a bit, uh, but yeah, but it does give Merry um, and Pippin a bit more to chew on. Right, um, which I think is important as they are main characters. Beside the leaf at the end. Beside, yeah. Besides <laughs> the leaf at the yes. end. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I did. I did really. I mean, I I am am with both of you on your points of like how that changes um, the role of the Ents and like and and their their own like agency and knowledge. But I did really like in the movie, you know, the way that it makes Mary feel like. Um, very cunning and clever, you know, yeah. that that he, um, you know, makes makes this happen by, by yeah, like you said, Josh, kind of tricking them into, into you know, um, going that way to see the devastation of the forest, um, because in, it's like one of those things, I, I think it's, it's less of a problem of the storytelling and more of a problem of adaption. Like, in the book, when we were reading the books, even though... Mary and Pippin, you know, largely, there's not a lot for them to do in those scenes with the Ents discussing. We never once had a conversation where it was like, oh, well, you know, Mary and Pippin seem really passive here. They're not doing it. Right? Yeah. Because, like, the the focus of the chapter itself is on, like, the Ents. Yes. You know, right? Whereas in the movie, like, the, the focus is going to remain on Mary and Pippin, like you said, Connor, as main characters. And so it... Would fall completely flat if they just had nothing to do. For you sure. Know? Yeah. And so instead, they're they're given you know that that agency, they're given that character moment to to have more of a pivotal role in the destruction of Isengard, um, because otherwise it's like well you know what are they do yeah what do they do
1: the only other alternative would be to just make them the comedic relief of the story just entire like you cut to them and they're just fucking off being yeah fighting words. over
2: water yeah against, and that could have
1: worked by a tree and yeah th- that that could have worked but I but I do like them as you know silly but but also serious characters so I think this that probably was the right move definitely
0: yeah another small change that uh, I want to highlight because I was harping on it so much in the book was the dam that the Ents break uh, isn't something that they built the night before to like hold the water back and wash Isengard away? No, it's something that Saruman built mm-hmm. or had built uh, to power his industry, yeah, and and power his war machine. And the Ents are like, "Oh, we can destroy that now." Fuck you. Uh, we don't see the Ents going after Orthanc at all, Mm-mm. like physically. Um, although maybe there's some of that going on in the background, but we don't see like an assault on Orthanc. Right. Uh just an assault on the orcs and the uh subterranean war machine. Um but yeah, the whole battle was I don't know the right word for it. It was It was fairly one sided in favor of the ends except for that one guy that got shot by fire arrows
2: yeah um who then got had it all put out by the river <laughs> i i like what you're saying about the the dam it's another one of those like it feels like an elegant change to me where it's like oh you know i kind of like how uh this thing that yeah, was Sar- made to serve the forces of evil is repurposed to destroy them like yeah and
0: Saruman says in the beginning like damn the damn the river so that we uh,
2: yeah have the power or something to that effect like that feels like it makes more sense to me even rather than just like
0: where the the, river
2: go? the ends yeah the ends have to go through this whole like complicated uh situation of creating a dam to then unleash i don't know i mean i guess in tolkien's thing it's like a whole like you know power of nature over um over like the the forces of man and, and industry and it's like that's fine too so so they both work, but it's it's a good movie change, um, and then yeah, you know we we don't get the the Saruman confrontation. We've mentioned that's being left presumably until the next movie. So that that's a pretty big thing to omit. That was a really big part of yeah. the two towers that we enjoyed <laughs> definitely, along with uh the,
0: the whole sequence of Shelob. Yes, that's at the no spoiler end of the <laughs> I forgot to say spoiler. Uh, that's at the end of the, the print, the book. Um, and that is a scene that I vividly remember. Yeah. Uh, due to the aforementioned arachnophobia. So I'm a little surprised that it's not in this movie, but in the next one.
1: I, I mean, I think all in all, like, especially with like the runtime as it is, <laughs> like we were getting towards the end of the movie and like half an hour from when it ended, I was, I was just like man. If if they do add the cave and the spider and stuff and Gom's betrayal, like it's gonna be another hour and a half. Like it's that's a lot. That is a lot to include. Um, yeah. So I do uh, again think that the right decision was made here to excise that, or just you know shift it to the beginning of the next movie, presumably. Because yeah. um, also like. Both, both those scenes, both the standoff with Saruman and, uh, you know, Sheila, but like those are not scenes you want to like rush through, you know, you, you, you want to do those right and, uh, make sure they have the impact that they are meant to have. Um, and and I think with, with so much packed in as it is, like there, even if done well, there is a worry of like it not being as impactful as it should be because of, it's just like too much.
2: Yeah. I... I agree in the way that the movie is structured I just think it's like kind of fascinating too because when you consider how um the two towers the the book itself is written and the two stories both of the endings of those stories have been omitted mm, and like yeah. if you were to tell like if you you know if you're just reading the book and it'd be like okay like what are the things you absolutely need in the fucking Two Towers movie in order for it to like be a Two Towers yeah. adaptation? You would Towers. Think <laughs> we got that. Yeah. yeah, you would think the conclusion of both halves of the stories would be like really crucial moments, and totally. yet like it's it's kind of amazing that the the movie works as well as it does and feels as conclusive as it does. Um, even with, like, the knowledge as book readers now, knowing that essentially the endings of both parts of the story itself are not in this movie at all.
1: You're right, that's a great point. I mean, put that way, I mean, it, that that is a bold move, it is. Like, it's, it's just... Uh, arguably the most pivotal or the most essential parts of the book... Are not in the adaptation, and obviously, you know, it's it's part of a trilogy, so like it it makes sense that like things can be shifted around a bit, but just purely looking at it as like an adaptation of of a book into a film, like that's a it's crazy that's a crazy thing to yeah. to not include yeah on, on both counts. So you're right.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, it's it, it. I guess it kind of goes to show, like, I think how much the the structure of you know it's kind of how our conversation started is saying like how how different the structure of the movie is versus the film how the the book is in these two neat halves whereas the or i I don't know if i just misspoke the book is in two neat halves and the movie you know splits its time going back and forth Mm -hmm. um and and so like you know, the, the tightness of that focus that the that the book has is very different here. And, and so, yeah, like, it's weird the way events get pushed around and, and given greater focus or less focus because, you know, as we mentioned, really the ending of this movie is home's deep. You know, that's, yeah. that is yeah. the, the climax of the film.
1: And it's almost like a, uh, you know, kind of a brilliant turn to, like, realize that that could work as the climax of the film. You know, like... Uh, where where it's really not right the climax of the of the book by any stretch. Um, So so I think that was a that was a pretty smart move on Peter Jackson's part.
2: Yeah yeah I like that too. Um I think we're we're you know wrapping up here. There might be other things we want to add. I I really just wanted to mention like um, given the the many different changes we touched upon something that I think connects a lot of them is that um, they're they're changed to um, be more character moments Mm -hmm. rather than just like plot events and so it's like, you know, with the Ents attacking Isengard, it's like, okay, give that to Mary with um, uh, with with, uh, you know, Gollum's betrayal, it's like, okay, that's a direct connection to or or not Gollum's betrayal, he doesn't betray them yet but, but with Gollum's return, that's a, din- a direct connection to Frodo's betrayal of Gollum, yes, is what yes, I mean, you yep. know, right? Um, and then probably other shit that I'm forgetting. But, like, it, it feels like things are, are changed or tweaked or edited or moved around, you know, not, not just for the sake of, you know, trying to have, like, a smoother flow as a movie, but also to attribute these plot points as character moments, Whereas in the in the book, like, um, you know, as you're reading, it's like you have so so much, so many pages, so many words, so much time to scatter that around. You know, where where the characters are 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 built up. You know, much more gradually over time in a book. Whereas in a movie, you know, even in a movie as long as this one, four hours, those those moments are still like so so important to get right because like ultimately yeah, it's a four-hour movie, but, like, you know, you might just have, like, 15 minutes of Mary and Pippin. Yeah. So you better have a strong moment for the the viewer to be like, yeah, you know, they really they really fucking did something. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like that's where a lot of these changes come from. So it's it's interesting to think about that as, like, a consequence of adaption and the way that the mediums are so different. Because um, I, I, th- I think overall um, it still really, really works. Peter Jackson's films are phenomenal. Um. And, and even the ways that I think that they're different from the book are, are really intriguing to like zoom in on because I, I think they're all smart decisions. There's, there's a few we thought of that maybe don't work as well, or it's like, you know, whatever, but, but ultimately it's like, you can kind of see the logic behind every change. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, so the, the films still feel like they're done with like a great amount of care and, and effort and, um, and, and love for the source material. And it's it's fun to see, like, those those two sides now as book readers and as movie watchers.
0: Definitely. Yes. Or as movie watch- watchers who now have better context for the movie. Exactly. Or, or remember the movie, reminded themselves what the movie looks like.
2: Exactly. Now, um, now one of
0: the small point. changes I want to bring up, because I, I mentioned it in the mo- while we were watching, it was at the beginning when the, the orcs still have Merry and Pippin hostage, um, is when Merry drops his elven brooch 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 um that's that part made more sense than it did in the book because in the book they make this whole excuse on trying to get away they they work their way through the grass and knowing they'll get caught and then they undo their the, the brooch and leave it there all way off the beaten path yes um which in the book is what tips Aragorn off to look in that direction. but um, In the movie, it's more of just like all the orcs are distracted because they just poured their disgusting grog down uh, Pippin's throat. <coughs> um, or no. Mary's throat. Mary's throat. Pippin's sort one of who drops the, the, the brooch. My yeah. bad. Um, and when they're distracted, he just undoes it there on the back of the orc who's carrying him and it just drops to the ground which makes a bit more sense to me but um it streamlines it it, i think
2: it does yeah yeah definitely because right like in, in the book there's like a whole scene where it's like they have to stop and he gets like separated from the rest of the group I don't even remember why it's like, does he have to use the bathroom or it's there's, there's yeah. some reason why they have to stop and, and like give him a minute. Right. And, uh, and yeah, like it is funny cause it's like, Oh, like it could be just as simple as he just takes the brooch off while they're running. You don't need, right. You don't need to create some separate event. Like he can just do that. Um, maybe it feels like it makes more, I don't remember as clearly, but like, I, I know what you mean, Josh, mm-hmm. it just feels much more streamlined in the film that yep. way yeah um there's a lot of moments like that I, i think ultimately that's one of the biggest strengths of the movie is you know not just streamlining of like you know narratives and plot points and stuff but like um you know streamlining of like the mechanisms that tell the story it's like as as we read through the books you know it's like wow so often it's it's oh my god there's like you know, whoa, two whole pages that are dedicated to describing this pasture, and in the movie, that's like a beautiful establishing shot of like these you know, giant mountains and yeah. fields, and yep. you know, it's maybe funny to think of that as like streamlining, but I I was kind of thinking about that watching the movie, it's like those those moments of reading through like endless descriptions of the landscape... Those are some of the moments that like define these uh, movies as epics, you know. Yeah. What
1: a great gift to to the filmmakers, right? <laughs> Isn't is it? Tolkien's, you know, uh, just very detailed dialogue and like word, you know, description of scenery and yeah, and, and and of the the whole landscape. I think that was that that's that really made a huge difference in the movies. I think it's kind of funny how how it translates so well.
2: Yeah, probably. It probably does. Yeah,
0: um,
2: mm. I think I think it does. Um, I feel pretty good about what we've talked about here. I don't know if there's any other moments you want to shout out, anything that we might have overlooked. Small
0: things I was specifically keeping an eye out for. The first one was Mary's scar from the Orcs. He does retain it throughout the movie, as far as I can tell. His hair covers it a lot, but uh, the book had mentioned that. Mary never loses the scar so I'm I'm interested to see if it continues to per, if it persists through Return of the King.
2: Um, you were gonna have to remember to, yeah, keep be- an eye out for that because I won't. <laughs> I, hopefully, I I'm
0: surprised I remembered it while we were watching it today. The other thing I was looking for was Gollum's eyes, because every time uh, Tolkien was trying to convey that Gollum was the one speaking or that some evil idea had mm-hmm. come over him. He always mentioned a green fire in his eyes, and I don't mm. think I saw that in the movie, which is fine. Andy Circus's performance really conveys uh, exactly who's talking at any given time, yeah. uh, which you can't really do in a book with just text, um, but it would have been a nice little detail if, they would have, if the animators had been able to sneak that in somehow, right. of just some sort of green fire or green glint to his eyes. So I wonder if that's something that the Rankin Bass animation is going to convey at some point. Which, mm-hmm, given that level that. of animation, would probably be literal re- uh, green flames in his eyes. It, yeah,
1: it would be extra for sure. Like it in this, <coughs> you know, film it
0: could be subtle, but with with the Rankin Bass, there's no. I I mean, I was no just way. looking for, like, the sunlight reflecting on his irises. Just oh yeah, kind of taking on a green hue They're, for a moment. They
1: could have done it for sure. I think I think they really could have done a while, well, but um. Yeah, I mean, one of those things that uh, isn't super important, but would have been cool.
0: Actually, now I think about it. It's it's not the case, but Gollum has blue eyes, and in some languages, blue is green is a shade of green. Well, there you go. Uh, but English is not one of those. Plot all solved. <laughs> we did it. We did it, folks. And uh, I apologize if my voice is all over the place. I'm... Fading fast, I can feel Yeah, it. no, I think I and mean my uh my my direction towards the mic is very inconsistent. We're
1: it's okay. We're all on the same page. We're wrapping it up. I got nothing left. Okay, you good?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I would just want to close by saying, um, <clears throat> you know, I I just still in twenty twenty three. I'm just like very, um, like. Appreciative oh of what they accomplished as uh, you know part of this filmmaking team all the way back mm-hmm. in the early two thousands. Um, it's a twenty year old movie. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it it just like holds up so well. Um, Actually, sorry to piggyback off of that. I yeah. do think it. The, the it
1: I it, I feel like it's aged better than the first movie. Um. Not by like a lot. But, I mean, I think really just because of, like like less of those filtered flashbacks. They they are yeah. in here. Yeah. But they're not not to the extent
0: that that they were the first movie. That's true. Um. Right. And the effects are all super well done. I mean, yeah. The the only effects I really had issues with were some scenes with Gollum where I could pick up on a couple of like animation. Uh. uh I don't want to say defects, but like quirks. Yeah. That just make it, like, it's like, oh, yeah, that's CGI. Sure, and that's just, sure. That's just me being eagle-eyed for that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, like, when he dives into the pool, it's like, the, the splash doesn't match what he's doing. Um, but he's also, like, described as being slippery and semi-aquatic sometimes, so it makes sense that he'd be able to slip in without a huge splash. Oh, yeah. Um Crap, there's something else I wanted to mention real quick, and I just slipped my mind. Um... We're just talking about things that... Oh, the Ents. The The effects on the Ents. Treebeard was... It was interesting how... I'm pretty sure they're mostly CGI, especially the the non-named Ents. There may have been some puppeteering with... or, Or some animatronic or something for Treebeard, but the way his movement was both fluid... But also like jittery, like a like a, almost like a stop motion puppet, mm-hmm. was very interesting to me. I I was
1: like pretty impressed with the ants. All in all, I thought, I thought um, they they were brought to life pretty pretty well from from my imagination to the big screen.
0: I thought yeah yeah they had longer legs than I was expecting yeah <laughs> yeah I, I said during the movie like the ants walk look like they uh, the ants walk. Like it feels how to run in a dream. <laughs> yeah, yes. I
1: think that that makes sense
0: to me. That, that does. It looks like they're like intrigued. go forward and then pull their body forward. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. It is like that because you know it, it it conveys that sense of um, you know slowness, I guess, to them really. Yeah. Um, and and their power all at the same time. Um, yeah, I just I just really think that the you know this this movie stands. It's like a really amazing achievement. And, um, you know, for all the minor differences to the book or, or even some of the bigger ones, um, cause there are some big ones here too. Like this, this is the movie where it feels like they, they take <clears throat> a few more liberties, um, as opposed to the fellowship adaption, mm-hmm. but, but it, it, it all feels like it's in service to make the best film possible and i'll always take that over you know someone just trying to make a carbon copy of a book to a movie which um you know i i just believe is a flawed way to approach it um i i really i i I really appreciate like the artistry that they approached this book with and like connor i think you mentioned like this this word before, but like they had a vision for like what they wanted to make with it, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. of course they want to tell the story of the two towers, but they, they want to do that in a way that, that, you know, makes the most compelling film experience possible. And, you know, clearly they, they, I think right, rightfully, you know, recognize that that did not mean to make a one-to-one translation. That's kind of what we started joking about. Where it's like, well, if they did, then Frodo and Sam aren't going to show up until two and a half hours into the movie. Yeah,
1: exactly. it, it
2: just won't make sense. And and I think it's that kind of like guiding principle that that also, um, you know, informed all of the changes within this movie. And and so it's been interesting to kind of focus on those as we've like gone through this discussion, because um, I think people get it twisted pretty often. They 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 kind of put it in this algorithm in their head and it's like the more changes, the worse the movie is, right? Because it's, it's less faithful to the book. Um, and I, I just don't, um, agree with that interpretation I think this is a great example of showing just how wrong that idea is.
1: Definitely. I mean, you go into a movie with that kind of outlook and like you're already off to a bad start. You're already doing it a disservice. I believe so. Um, so yeah, we're definitely in agreement on that one. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, two for two, I think. Yeah. For Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. And two for two on Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I agree.
2: And so, you know, here we are. Um, our next episode, we're going to be discussing the first two chapters of J.R.R. Tolkien's Return of the King. And we will be starting our book discussion. So
0: shit, we're two thirds of the way through
2: this. Yeah, look forward to um, you know us beginning our book discussion on Return of the King. After we finish Return of the King, not only will we be discussing uh, Peter Jackson's Return of the King film adaptation, but that's also when we will get into those Rankin and Bass movies, which we have. Mentioned previously, so through both of them, and the time it takes to watch one of these, uh, you know, well, decisions. we we will be having a bit of a break. So don't, but but we're not there yet. So. And then we'll be watching Peter Jackson's
1: The Hobbit trilogy.
2: I don't know about that. <laughs> I do not know about that. I think we might circle back around to that eventually, but uh, no um, no plans for that. Well, Connor, take us away.
1: Anyways, if you want to support us, you can do so at Patreon.com/slash Chapter Chumps. Uh, we are uh, at Chapter Chumps on both Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at chapterjumpspot at gmail.com. Um, if you like us, then please let the world know. You can uh, leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts and other platforms. Give us five or six or seven or eight stars. However high they let you go up, just the maximum of the stars. Um, but most importantly, until next time. I am the meep. Wow. <laughs> I'm really out of control, but this time.